Good evening and welcome to everyone who has joined our Twitter space here at News9. I'm Neha Bhan and today we will be discussing the prevailing situation in Kashmir and whether it is indeed a return to the dreaded 1990s. The recent killings of civilians in Kashmir have forced many pundits and migrant employees to flee the valley, bringing back the horrific memories of the pundit genocide and migration. Kashmiri pundits and Sikhs have already started leaving Kashmir after top chemist Mr. Makhanlal Bindru was shot dead in Srinagar last week. The insecurity grew after militants shot dead the principal and teacher of a government boys' higher secondary school in Sangam area of Srinagar. The victims there were identified as Supinder Kaur and Deepak Chant. To discuss this in detail, joining me today is prominent journalist Jahangir Ali, my colleague Shobita Dhar, we also have with us Kashmiri Pandit Sangar Samiti President, Mr. Sanjay Tikku. Shobita, I'll directly start with you. You know, you grew up outside Kashmir, but clearly you've experienced the effects of migration in your family. And we've spoken about it many times at length. So as a Kashmiri Pandit who has seen the happenings in the valley from outside, how do you read the current situation? Uh, thank you, Neha. Uh, Neha, I have to say that, uh, you know, when... Uh, when we got this news of uh, killing of Mr. Bindru, so um, just within our family, you know, suddenly we started feeling, um, you know, it was like, is it 1990 again? You know, it, it you know, it, it bore an eerie resemblance to how things started to happen back then. Um, I remember uh, we heard news of assassination of Mr. Tikkalal Taplu, who happens to be a relative. He's my, he was my father's maternal uncle. And I remember very clearly, I, w- I must uh, have been uh, maybe 10 or 11 something. And um, that time we only had Doordarshan and we were watching the 9 p.m. news when we heard about this incident. And that's how we got to know. And then, you know, we, uh, I remember, you know, my father rushed to uh, an STD booth because we didn't have phones back then. And uh, we placed a call and then we got to know and then after that, you know, uh, then we kept hearing about killings, uh, you know, the family who was there. And, and a, large, a lot of my family was in Srinagar, uh, you know, uh, both from my mother's side and father's side. Then, uh, you know, we started hearing about uh, these um, processions which were coming out, protests that were going about, uh, you know, these subtle hints that uh, there were subtle hints that, uh, you know, members from the minority community are not welcome. You know, uh, for example, uh, some of my relatives later on recounted to me, uh, women, that how they stopped wearing saris when they they were stepping outdoors, or uh, they stopped wearing a bindi if they were traveling in public transport in mini, you know, these uh, mini buses called Matador, which are very popular in Srinagar. And um, so uh, then I also remember, uh, you know, there was this, uh, there was this, fear in our community at that time that the younger boys, you know, who were in their late, uh, who were uh, say 15 to 16 year olds, uh, there were attempts being made to radicalize them. So there was this fear. I don't know how, you know, how far it was true, but I did hear people talking about that, you know, we'll send our sons out first, you know. So, for example, in my family, um, my cousin was sent out because, you know, Somebody spotted him participating in one such in a pro Azadi procession. So uh, there were a lot of uh, these hints being dropped that uh, things are changing. It's not the same, uh, you know, the Kashmiriyat that that celebrated Kashmiriyat, that united fabric that always had been there. 
you know that was changing that was strained and and um and yeah so there were there were a lot of these signs and, and then the, of course you know hit uh, the messages from loudspeakers started happening a hit list was put out uh, so uh, my uncle uh, who was practicing as a surgeon in in the city so he was told that his name was also there and on the hit list so um i i think i believe that that very same day that very night you know uh, uh he along with his family uh, just left the valley i mean whatever they could pack in their maruti 800 they left and uh, they could they packed and then they left and uh, so so the circumstances in which they had to leave their home their home with you know their home since forever you know the circumstances in which they had to leave so the suddenness of it the the uh, you know uh, the violation that they felt you know those feelings are still i would say still very fresh and raw uh, people still feel that and now when we heard about these killings last week you know suddenly all those memories came flooding back to us and we were discussing that you know it can't possibly be happening all over again now after so many years i mean we surely have to have made some progress on this front but uh, you know this this can't happen again and again it's 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 a, it's a sentiment that has been echoed by many kashmiri pandits ab jangir let me ask you this you know after the center made amendments to article 370 a certain narrative was sold to the public and for a certain period of time it did seem to work let's accept that now if you look at the current situation do you feel that the center has lost its way in the valley the central government had made a uh, lot of promises uh, to the people of kashmir that uh besides the change in the security and environment in kashmir there was a talk of uh, bringing back kashmiri pandits there was a talk of billions of rupees being uh, brought in private investments in kashmir there was a talk of uh, these massive job opportunities being opened for the youngsters of kashmir and uh, all these things uh, as like you pointed out in the beginning it seemed to have worked but now the things uh, as uh, we are seeing through uh, our reporting on the ground that things are going from bad to worse the security climate has drastically uh, deteriorated in the past uh, uh, few weeks then uh, this economy regardless of the effects of covid the economy has not been doing well uh, the tourism uh, the tourism sector has not picked up as it was expected it would so yeah you're right that uh, situation is not as as center would have ideally wanted it to be so uh, would you uh, also say that center somewhere misjudges the situation in kashmir well it uh, it uh, it this is something which the uh, uh, i i'm really not sure whether they misjudge the situation uh but uh, but what whatever the strategies that uh, they had uh, implemented for for uh, and what the strategies basically they had spoken of uh, to get kashmir back to normalcy they don't seem to have worked right uh, we also have uh, with us uh, mr sanjay pikku who is the uh, kashmir uh, in fact uh, he is uh, uh, the kashmiri pandit sangrish samiti president uh, mr pikku can you hear me now Okay there seems to be a network issue from uh, his side will uh, I'll I'll come back to you Shobita you know Shobita Kashmiri pandits are not vote bank they are a vote bank issue 
and this is a very important line when i say that we are not vote bank but you know uh, pandits are vote bank issue so government has made several tall promises like jahangir also pointed a few which have fallen flat my question is what is really stopping the government to take a stand on kashmiri pandits and most importantly stick to it and also the second part of it being do the pandits want to return knowing their way of life may not be accepted uh deha i'd like to reply to the second question the second part of the question uh whether pandits want to return or not uh so i can just tell you from my own experience based on you know um my interaction with my family and the larger community i really don't think that you know pan uh, you know pandits want to uproot themselves again and then go back again and those who even want to go who want to go they want they probably want um, it as a sort of a second home maybe where they spend their summer time or go there for a break but because you know the first time round when migration happened and everyone had to start their lives from scratch it was extremely extremely difficult so now to do that again all over again and plus uh, you know uh, our elders like our parents generation who were working that time now all of them are retired they're settled here so while they may still go, uh, consider going back youngsters like us who have built our lives here outside the valley who have our professions our children are in school so you know going back to a valley where the political atmosphere and security atmosphere is so uncertain even on best of days you know it seems a bit tricky and one point that i really want to uh, make here is you know um, it's not and you know uh, as a kashmiri pandit i can speak for myself i don't want a physical space for me there i want that an emotional space be created for me there i mean i feel when i i have visited srinagar and some other areas in the past 30 years a couple of times but it feels very different i i truly feel like um, i i am an outsider i am a stranger uh, you know when i travel to kashmir i should not think what to pack in my suitcase i should be able to pack jeans i should be able to pack western dresses i should not think whether to wear bindi or not i want that when i go back it's my home i should be accepted the way i am there my way of life my belief my faith these should be respected and accepted the same way i do it i the same way i accept and respect of uh, other faiths that are practicing in the valley so when i on a personal level i am not making it i'm not discriminating against anyone against on the way they dress up or what they eat and i expect the same for myself unfortunately uh, all the times when i have been to srinagar in these past few years i haven't felt uh, welcome if i can use this word so to say i mean uh, obviously nobody has said or said to my face that uh, why are you here go back but just the vibe there is is not very welcoming um, that's my that was my personal experience uh, and uh, i'm sure our uh, other listeners would would add to it or may differ or agree on this right shobita how different is the yearning in the olden generation you know do they want to go back to has there been a closure um uh, see again um, everyone will have a different take but from um, i can speak from point of view of my family so uh, i think uh, for the older generation you know uh, like my uncles my in-laws uh, they are the bitterness is still very very fresh and raw you know they're extremely bitter in fact uh, for example if i talk of my own house you know whenever we discuss kashmir uh, my father-in-law often many times brings it up in fact he 
believe misses it so so badly even now it's been more than 30 years and you know as kids you know uh, you know we youngsters elven and not again please it's it's been so long it's time you move to uh, it's time you move on but you know the elderly the older generation has just not been able to move on and and the main thing is the bitterness like you know just the violation share violation that you know how, you know we were just thrown out of our homes you know that feeling is still it's still so it's still very painful for them and they have not been able to uh, you know look beyond it and um, so while a part of them would want to go back there there's a big part of them that is still so angry and bitter with with what happened to them you know what kind of you know you know the kind of uh, action uh, not action but you know uh, basically how their friends turn hostile and turn their back on them they, they they can't seem to forget and forgive this they are not able to move beyond this Uh, that is what i have seen um, at a personal level ajangi uh, quickly coming to you hindu muslim narrative has always dominated the kashmiri pandit exile now would you say that this issue can only be resolved if we rise above it and see that it's a loss of life from both the sides and everyone in the valley is suffering you know one thing uh, besides the fact that uh, uh, hindus kashmiri pandits and kashmiri muslims have lived together in kashmir for generations the fact uh, that they also share the, the grief uh, that kashmir has seen over the past 3 decades i think they they need to find a commonness in that grief i think that can be a very strong binding factor to bring these two communities together what we see uh, from uh, talking to people on the ground is that uh, both these uh, communities have uh, have their own ex- experiences of having lived having gone through the past 3 uh, decades which have not been very pleasant to all of the kashmiris whether they are muslims whether they are sikhs or whether they are pandits each kashmiri has suffered in their own way and uh, this grief this uh, this common grief that they share i think i think this can be turned into a common thread there's a kashmiri saying that sari samu ekislizer razilamo so this is something that can bind also bind also the, the fact is that it has divided people divided communities along religious lines but uh, i think i think this can also bring them together right uh, you know uh, jangir writing for news 9 former bureaucrat shafazal argues and i quote silence of the masses is being misread as a tactic approval of the terror this can embolden the terrorists to indulge in even more dreadful attacks in the coming days the people must therefore agitate to withdraw the presumed consent that has been appropriated from them by the militant groups to indulge in these act of brutality jangir my question to you is do you think kashmiris can speak up against these targeted attacks i think the fact that faisal himself is a kashmiri and he is speaking up uh, and there are other people's all people also who have who have spoken up about this issue and uh, it's important that people of kashmir speak up about this they should no, it should not uh, be something that uh, i spoke with many people after the killings of mr khuru and uh, others in the past week or so so everyone was uh, each and every person i spoke with uh, did not feel good about what has happened 
did not did not uh, they they want they, they were in a way agitated about what has happened but 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 you they also tell you that they have their own concerns they have their own they have their own problems they are also they have also gone through similar tragedies so to to, to they think that to to put onus on them is is to ask ask too much of them right uh, jangir uh, is there fear of reprisal reprisal about who can you please uh, elaborate on that question uh, what i was essentially asking you are people afraid jangir you know about the happenings around them of speaking up are they afraid uh, there has been a atmosphere of fear in kashmir since the last 3 decades so this is something not new to kashmir that uh, things have happened but after these recent uh, events uh, while uh, while there was a uh, uh, there was a kind of a uh, a genuine uh, fear was generated by the killings of uh, to especially when these killings were claimed by uh, certain militant outfits and uh, there uh, there was a fear that uh, there might be more uh, such such uh, events or tragedies that might happen in coming days but uh, the things have uh, started to calm down i i think uh, a lot of people have been uh, arrested many of them uh, them have fires filed against them and uh, uh, the situation on the ground is uh, it's it's not as as panicky or as scary as uh, many uh, in the media uh, have have portrayed over the last couple of days situation is better i, I was in srinagar yesterday I, I, it struck me that I, i i saw a sikh and he was carrying his son to school and i was i was just thinking to myself whether this person is aware that uh, it was a day after uh, the lady school pr- uh, principal was killed and i was just thinking in my mind whether this person knows what has happened and what does he think about it and what does he think about going out alone with his son taking him to right. school or tuitions so but uh, nothing of that sort not the panic that we we often see on media but but situation is uh, pretty calm i i would say no uh, essentially what i wanted to know from you okay uh, you know great that people uh, the situation is calm and it's it's good to know that, uh, that but i wanted to know from you since you are in srinagar and you know you are uh uh quite aware of the happenings around you are people afraid of speaking against it no no i think many people have spoken about about it faisal targeted and accused the central government of uh, of allowing these tragedies to happen so people it is not that people are afraid of speaking but uh, there have been quite a lot of noise i would say and a lot of anger in kashmir about about the recent events jaage many people are comparing the situation uh, in 90s with now what is the difference between 90s and now i think uh, people have uh, a there's a kind of uh, kind of a feeling among people that the 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 sense of accountability is there so in early 90s uh, there there was there was uh, there was a kind of an anarchy had broken out where anyone could do anything and get away with it and uh, the system was such that there was no system in place basically 
but today uh, people feel that uh, uh, there there is uh, some kind of accountability and uh, the fact that uh, so many people have been arrested and uh, are being questioned even now as we speak about the recent events makes it uh, makes the situation it it shows that uh, the people uh, the, the uh, that the people who who are being investigated and the people uh, regarding whom jinke kafi cases wagaira hain so that that uh, that uh, it it infuses that kind of accountable uh, that sense of accountability among people ki, no uh, these these things will not go uh, un, unpunished or if if anything of this sort happens or if a tragedy happens somewhere uh, they will not uh, uh, it, it will not go unpunished uh, so uh, shobita coming back to you uh, you know i'd like to ask you that how has the government controlled it and in your view has the government controlled it at all and you know what else can be done uh, you mean uh, control the present situation yes absolutely yes uh, i think i'm sorry i i don't think i will be able to uh, answer the whether the government has been able to control it or not but uh, i uh, but uh, so i let feel just, uh, let, let, let right let me just ask you this you know the government uh, beat uh, mr home minister amit shah who uh, uh, you know in 2019 said that there will be a time when kashmiri pandits will be able to offer prayers at mata khir bhawani beat reassuring him the kashmiri pandit delegation which met him in 2019 february 18th of february 2019 saying that uh, uh, we will uh, assure your dignified return to the uh, valley none of it has obviously uh, you know happened and on top of it what we getting to witness is this right so what you know what what do you think about this and what there, there is clearly a lot that has to be done on the ground you know i i think it's time we cut down the rhetoric what do you think uh, yes i think i will agree with you on this and uh, i think the change has to uh, come about uh, both uh, from the government and also from people and uh, you know government has to instead of just uh, making tall promises you know uh, some some change has to be seen on ground and i think it has to go beyond uh, you know uh, making these uh, marked off areas for pandits and giving them land somewhere outside i don't think that works because we never lived like that before everyone lived together next to each other you know there was uh, there was diversity in neighborhoods and so so i think i feel that attempts should be made to bring that back now i don't know how, how much of it is actually feasible in today's climate but i feel at least you know we should try to get that back because because uh, all that memory all that uh, you know all that is within us you know we we knew how to live like that and i don't see any reason why we can't live like that again and we and um, you know both the pandit community and and the muslim community has to make an effort to leave behind the bitterness and move ahead i i really don't think that uh, you know the solution will lie if we continue to you know uh, hold grievances against each other you know uh, we need to we need to move ahead we need to move on from the past and and you know right. think of a future where we live together uh, right right it is indeed both the communities that are suffering and it is a loss of life from both the sides many thanks for joining me